if you're gonna be a ride operator, friendly. If you're if you're not friendly, you're not gonna enjoy it. People aren't gonna enjoy you. So always be friendly. That's that's me. Just very happy, outgoing, uh, really good personality. Multitasking is another really important thing because you're doing a couple things at once. You have to make sure that everything is okay with the guests that all the seats are checked. We make sure that no guests are cutting in line. Keep up on the, looking for trash, keep up on making sure that everyone's happy, everyone's having a good time. Everything that we do here, it's, it's all intensity. Uh, making sure that the high levels of happiness that we bring to people are off the roof. What we do in the morning is we clock in, um, we get the box, which consists of all the paperwork, keys to the rides. You go there, you clean everything up, you get everything ready, open the lines. You always want to start the ride, make sure everything's working, make sure it's safe. So we get to safety ride it in the morning and we get to ride it before the ride, the park opens. And we just make it a top priority here for the guests, so making sure that we keep our safety as, as well as theirs. We also make sure that we have our line going through as quick as possible. We're constantly engaged with our guests so that they're just not standing there, not having fun. They're pumped up, getting ready to have fun to go on the roller coaster. Being always around people and being always talkative and being always checking seats and running back and forth and being crazy, like that's what I do best, so I love it. We get to come in for free. You're allowed in free, and also you get a buddy pass while working here. Yeah, it makes me really popular with the family, especially friends when they want to come. Your badge is actually a season pass for however long you work here. So if you work here for six million years, you have a season pass for six million years. My favorite part about the job is it's different every day. We have different guests every single day. It is actually very fun. I like that we never see the same people rather than our crew and also within our crew it's kind of like a little family. I love the people, my supervisors that I work with, uh, they always help me so I do feel like I'm treated very very well here at this park. So it was very easy to apply. I went online, I filled out the application, I got an interview that week and now I work at Six Flags. It's a fun job, I meet new people, I'm really talkative so I get to talk to people all the time. There's never a time where I'm not doing something, I'm not bored and it gets me out of the house and I love it. This is what I do! Hey, boys. <laughs> I'm ready to apply. Yeah. 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 Me back. I was, where the hell do I sign up? <laughs> the one girl's comment had me cracking up because it can be taken one of two ways. She's like, uh, you know, I I'm so happy that we never see the same people. And I know she's supposed to need that as a compliment, like, oh, every day is new people. But in reality, I took it as like, Oh, those fuckers from yesterday. I don't have to see them again tomorrow. Oh God, I'm with them. <laughs> see you next year, maybe. <laughs> exactly. exactly. They don't tell you when you get there, you know, you're you're working in foods. That's just the commercial. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Um, all right. Hello and welcome to episode number 14 of Some Great Adventures, a podcast for old friends who met and worked at Six Flags Great Adventure in Jackson, New Jersey. Chat about our days at the park. I am Steve Hicks, and my co-hosts are Scott Loudon, Chris Peluso, Andy O'Leary. Awesome. Our podcast continues to be made possible by our awesome friends at the Shared Universe Podcast Studio. Look them up for any and all of your podcasting needs. We're also recording live via Facebook Live right now. The video will be available on our Facebook page forever until Facebook hates us and takes it down. And the audio version of the podcast will be available on all podcasting platforms this coming week. So, gentlemen... Um, let's talk a little bit about park news. Um, so the park is initiating something called power hour, which they're doing in May. 
And it's on Thursday and Friday nights. It runs from, uh, I think it's Thursdays, it's like 6 to 10. And Fridays, it's like 6 to 11. And basically, it's kind of like the seasonal events where if you have a season's pass, you don't have to pay extra for it. You have to reserve it, though, just like you do for the, like the holiday events. Um, and you, get a t- you can reserve a ticket and you go in. It's limited. They only allow a certain amount of people, but they don't say on the website how many. But the idea is that they only open the coasters and a couple food stands. And for those two nights during this month, you basically just go and ride coasters over and over and over and over again. So it's kind of cool when you think of it like from the coaster enthusiasts and stuff. Um, But it's also like kind of crazy because you're like, you know, it's freaking cold out still here in New Jersey. (laughs) It's alternating every other day between 80 degrees and 50 degrees. So it's kind of weird, you know? Are they open on Saturdays normally anyway? Yes. So the the park itself opened a couple weeks ago. Um, Safari opened as well. And this weekend, Hurricane Harbor opens, which really made me laugh because that's a weird place to open right now with the weather it is. But – yeah, I mean, to their credit, though, let's be honest, like this time last year, it was in like the freaking 80s and 90s already. And here we are this year, we're, we're you know, alternating between 60s and 70s and just hitting 80s every other day. So it's kind of weird. So but, I wonder um, how successful they are going around the park, kicking everybody out who doesn't have a reservation at 6 p.m. I mean, it seems a little weird. Uh, well, no, Power Hours is only Thursday and Friday nights. Only open oh, at that time, Friday, right? It's only at that time for Thursday and Friday nights. So yeah. on Saturday and Sunday, it's not. It, it's regular park. I think it's inspired um, by those crazy winter fuckers, man. They were like, these people are going on coasters when it's 35 degrees, 20 degrees. So they'll do 60. You might be right. You might be right. You might be right. Yeah. In a shorts and T-shirt. Yeah. I mean, although I will say I did look at the list and it looks like pretty much every coaster is open, including like the kitty coasters, which is a little weird. Um, but that's kind of cool, because if you just wanted to if you were just a coaster enthusiast, that is kind of cool. You just sign up if you haven't seen this past. It doesn't cost you anything. You go and then you just run as fast as you can from ride to ride to ride to ride to ride to ride to coasters. It's kind of neat. Um, I can't believe a- they're able to staff that. That's what I was shocked yeah. about too. I, you know I was, that's soup heavy. That's soup heavy right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that, that's full timer and seasonal soup yes. running all that shit. Yeah, I would think so too. I would think so too. I think um, even maybe some soups from Foods and those other places that are closed, <laughs> man. They they may have gotten some training. <laughs> yeah, totally true. Totally true. Hey, quick sideline. I can see the Facebook Live chat. So thank you, Bill. We love that you love the podcast. Hey, Barry. Hey, Skippy. How you doing? However, can you guys? Can you guys actually? I can I don't have the option to type anything back. Do you guys? Uh, let me see. I don't think so. No. Right. I usually we always usually comment. Yeah. Like verbally comment. Yeah. yeah. So all right. So hey, guys. Hi. We can't type back, but we see you. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do see <laughs> this one cracked me up so usa today um put out a news thing that they they put a voting out for last month and new and great adventure was up for three categories okay and the categories were um uh best roller coaster okay um best outdoor water park and they were up for best roller coaster they were up for el toro Best Outdoor Water Park, Great Adventure was up for, obviously, Hurricane Harbor. And then um, Best New Theme Park Attraction, they were still up for Jersey Devil, which kind of surprised me because that's last year's attraction, but that was that was in their thing. They did not win two out of three, but, I mean, it was, I believe, open to every park. However, they did win. El Toro was voted as 
in first place for best roller coaster by USA Today. I'll turn wow. a badass roller coaster. It's pretty it's badass, right? Coasters. Yeah, I've I never agree. Done any of those three things. <laughs> really? Oh man, you you're living a little too far away, my friend. We need to get yeah. you back out here, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing those straight down yeah, drops. I do live close by. <laughs> I used to do it when they were paying me too. When they weren't paying much, but yeah, no, I need a little bank. I hear you. Um, and then, like I said, Hurricane Harper opened this weekend, so they're they're sort of fully open at this point. Um, but I don't think they're full time yet. I think they're still weekends only. Um, and uh, the other other news I have is that I did get confirmation that, and I think this is awesome. Rich Giannoni was not part of the full time culling that they did recently. Rich is still there, so we still have one friend left at the park from the '90s, which is awesome because I love Rich. So that was good news. Um, Here's something that, that I love about doing this podcast is that people that I just haven't thought of because I didn't stay in touch with for, you know, I mean, we worked there in the nineties and the eighties. So the people I haven't stayed in touch with, I just forget about. And half of that is why we're doing this podcast. Cause we're all getting old and senile. We want to like get our memories down there, you know, but it's kind of cool. So to the point of the chat, you know, out of the blue, I got a, a, a really cool, you know, Facebook email from Barry Gold, a.k.a. Skippy, you know, which was so cool. I haven't thought about Barry Gold in years, and I fucking love Barry, so that was awesome, you know. Um, we also got one from Allison Page from the Ops Office, and it, that one kind of shocked me because I, 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 for a minute, I actually couldn't even remember her. I'm like, I remember the name, and then I had to, like, look at her face to be able to even remember her because that's how bad my memory is getting. And, uh, and then she cracked me up, though, because she said she specifically remembered Peluso being afraid of the office people because he couldn't get his turnstile and timesheets up quickly. It was the best because, you know, we were going to like two in the morning and whatnot, right? And she, she let me have it one time, and I was just like, it will never happen again. Then she loved me because, like, I was just like, I don't give a shit how late we're here. I was like, we will be the first ones up there. She loved me. <laughs> I mean, look, no offense. Me and Andy come from a long lineage of 120 on the other side of the park from the ops office. You're fucking five feet away from the ops office. Yeah, Why couldn't you get your shit in on time? What's wrong hey, with you, Blue Snow? I don't ever remember that being a problem. No, me either. Blue was probably yeah. scrubbing the Batman with a toothbrush or something. All exactly, day. exactly. I was picking the cracks. <laughs> sure you were. Sure you were. Bring spoons and knives. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright boys well um, being the April and May are when the park is ramping up and hiring and training for their new 2022 season this seemed to be the perfect time for us to talk about both of those things so uh, one thing I'll bring up um, I, I went up and I looked at their hiring page and they so they have a website and the website's for all of Six Flags so and as you know there's a ton of other things Six Flags isn't even just amusement parks they have other type of parks as well and, and attractions but you have a drop down. You can pick what park you want and see what's available to be hired at. And uh, so I dropped Six Flags Great Adventure, took a look at what they're currently offering. Um, it, it's kind of cool if you go on there. They're actually they they have like seasonal food supervisors open. No surprise there. But they have like a lot of like, you know, <laughs> seasonal positions all over the place. But what's kind of cool, too, is that not all of them, but most of them will actually have a little byline and tell you what the pay range is. And it's always up to. Meaning that, you know, it's that's kind of the sucker's bet. You know, you see up to $18. Like, I'm getting paid $18. Yeah. So you get in and you're like, 
well, no, you're getting paid $6, but the maximum pay for this job is $18. We know that's the scam, but they do list it. And uh, so I was looking at the various ones. Um, and I will say the two that are listed as up to $20 per hour are no surprise because we saw that and we talked about last time rides. Ride operators are listed at up to $20 per hour. And the other one is park services, which is grounds. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Because I'll be quite honest with you, I loved rides and I worked my ass off when I was in rides, especially, uh, you know, as both a red tag and a blue tag. I don't think I did anywhere near the amount of work I did as my one year as a 15 year old in grounds. Holy fuck, man. When I pushed that fucking six garbage can dumpster and did dumpster runs for like 10 hours, you know, which I wasn't supposed to do because of my age, but I did. And, you know, and. That was hard ass work, man. Yeah. I mean, seriously hard work. Incentivize that shit. Yeah, and, and <laughs> let's be honest, who the fuck wants to clean one of those bathrooms? I mean, yeah. some of the stuff I saw in my oh, one yeah. season as a regular employee in the bathrooms was disgusting. Yeah, what I saw no. as a supervisor was even worse. Yeah, they deserve twenty dollars an hour. You know, like anyone I mean, watching that video, and it's like forty thousand people. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that video, it's like, oh, I'm gonna play with monster train sets, and then you get there, and it's like, here's your bathroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? right. That's that's not what you were thinking. I did a solid I, six weeks in grounds. I didn't. I didn't think I actually ever cleaned a bathroom. But I um I uh, so doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it doesn't either. <laughs> um, when when I was in grounds my first year, they had me doing porter work. So they did. They did. I was I was mostly dumpster or pan of brooming, but once in a blue moon, they would have me cover a porter. And porters were actually, I think they got paid more, if I'm remembering right, and they were assigned to the bathrooms, but sometimes they didn't have anyone to break them, and they always had to have somebody there at that time. So this is back, you know, when I was 15. So this is a long time ago. And I remember the one time I was pan of brooming, but the, for whatever reason, he didn't have a porter covering the bathroom next to lightning loops. And the supervisor came running over and he grabbed me and I was walking with another dude pan of brooming and we were both 15 year olds. And he's like, I need your help. Come to the bathroom right now. And we went in there and somebody, <laughs> somebody, they did not just poop on a seat. They pooped on the wall. It looked like they pooped in their hands and just went like this. Rubbed it on the walls and dropped it on the floor. And there was stuff. I'm not joking. It was on the ceiling. Believe you. And I've seen shit I can't unsee. Yeah, and it was shit I can't unsee. It was even worse. Beyond the smell, the look alone. And I remember I looked at the other dude. The other dude looked at me and I was like, I'm not doing this. And he goes, I'm not doing this. And his supervisor's like, what do you have to do? And I was like, you can fire me. I'm not doing this. I'm not touching this. And I walked out. I went right back to sweeping. It just ignored it. And I didn't, yeah. thank God I didn't get in trouble because otherwise we wouldn't have this podcast because I would never have got to work in there. But yeah, man, I was having nothing to do with that. And so, but it's funny because I'll always remember that. That's like one of my first impressions of the park when I was first working in the park. Can't unsee that. Yeah, you can't unsee that. And it's like, so when I was looking at these prices, I was like, oh, they deserve every fucking dollar they get, man. You know? Um, I would throw foods in that mix too. They should incentivize foods. Foods is brutal. It's not disgusting. Not as disgusting, but equally unpleasant. (laughs) I agree with you. I agree with you. Now, I never worked foods in the park, but I have worked foods outside of the park. Um, Simple foods. I worked at like an Auntie Anne's. Okay, the pretzel place, which so you know that's that's much simpler, almost skilled labor because you had to learn how to fl- make pretzels yeah. and flip them and shit. It was kind of fun, 
but I've never had to deal with fryers or griddles or any shit like that. I've never right, actually cooked, right. which I know is a pain in the ass. The cleaning process. And the cleaning's a pain in the ass. Too. Yeah. Now, that all being said, let's talk about how much they actually pay. We're going to go down in range. The next lowest pay is $18 an hour, and that's landscaping. Which I told Scott, I think if I was 15 now and they had that up there and I had an opportunity to get $18 for landscaping, I probably would have gone into landscaping because if my only choices were grounds or landscaping, I don't need a social aspect. I don't want to see people put me in landscaping. I would have been a landscaper. I mean, for $18 fucking an hour, fuck yeah. And yeah. I don't know if I would have known then, but that's a skill too. Like you, it is a skill. You can fly to your house and even use later <laughs> on. I know? thought the same yeah. thing. And you don't deal with the fucking public that much. Yes. How, much how many times do you see landscapers place? interacting? Yeah, they don't interact. Yeah. You know, so that one. Was I mean, you might cool. just be driving that water truck around, watering the hanging plants yes. or something like that. Oh my god, that sounds like Zen. I want to do it right yeah. now. Yeah, eighteen bucks an hour. to my daily job right now, which is all stress. I'll fucking do that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the other two dropping down to $17 an hour. And this kind of made me laugh that, that this is 17, but grounds and rides is 20. Cause I kind of feel like one of these should easily be 20 is security is up to 17. And I'm like, Oh, so you can get your face punched in, but you know, you're only going to get 17 for that. You know? <laughs> so, it's all about supply and demand. People yeah. want security more so. <laughs> And, and then the, to figure out how they're balancing the scales, lifeguards get in, in Hurricane Harbor get 17 as well. So, you know, save a life, get punched in the face. Either way, you're only getting $17 an hour, you know? So, um, that then, sounds like a great job, though. I wouldn't mind just doing that for 17 bucks an hour. The I lifeguards? Mean, they mostly just stand around. Right. You know, right. it's funny. I don't think so. I think lifeguards are exactly the same shit as our regular ride attendants in 160. Oh, yeah. Because they have all the slides and they have a Koala Canyon. They have like oh, all so these they're pools. calling them lifeguards, but they're attendants. Yeah, as well. I think yeah, they're basically yeah. just ride attendants. Well, I yeah, yeah. I mean, you sit but... at the top of the slide and you just like, yeah, no, next, no. next. But, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, some of them still got to lift that motherfucking rafts. Those rafts true, suck, true, right? yeah. <laughs> You know? Yeah, and some of them yeah, still got to scoop... like, fill them all up in the morning. Yeah, and yeah, some of them still yeah. got to poop this, 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 scoop the poop out of the Koala Canyon. <laughs> Get Winnie the Poohs out of the tube like me. Another thing I never did in my three years as an Adventure River supervisor. That's true. Um, lucky bastard. Um, the that and then of course Peluso. There's two that are in the range at fifteen dollars per hour. Ready? Games. Nope. Nope. Games isn't even listed. It's listed under the all other. So oh, okay, yeah. The, I was gonna other, say the last two categories are food and beverage. Up to fifteen dollars per hour, and many other jobs. Fifteen dollars per hour. Oh, that's some bullshit right there. That's why they you steal. Incentivize foods, or you're gonna have nobody in foods. My God, Andy nailed it on the head too. That's exactly Ooh. why they're like, I can't even afford lunch. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, no, that's that's crazy. Oh, I think of that yum yum register and all those people online. <laughs> no, forget that. That's so funny. Give me landscaping. Um, <laughs> Now, now, so while we're talking about new hires, so, you know, I was kind of doing like a, I like to do a Google search on things I know we're going to talk about, see if anything weird comes up. And it's kind of cool. If you do a Google search on YouTube, 
you could bring up this like very short to three minute news video from New Jersey Spotlight News, okay, which in 2016 was like some reputable news station in New Jersey. I have no idea who the hell that is now. Um, but the whole, um, the whole, it's like a, a live newscast from like a regular TV station, okay. And basically, it's the bulk of it is the story is Newark students learn from Six Flags summer jobs. That's the title of it. And this was kind of cool. So in 2016, there was no more busing from Newark. That didn't happen anymore. So we talked about the busing before, but they didn't have any. So what Newark did is they got their own sponsors and they raised $90,000 to be able to get 75 of their teens from local Newark high schools to be able to work at Six Flags. And they worked with Six Flags to secure the jobs and the busing they took care of through the $90,000. So 75 teens, me and Scott working this out, that's probably two buses. They said that the kids' schedules were basically from door to door, they were 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., which included their travel time. So I'm assuming they worked swing shift. They probably worked like an 11 to 7. And they basically didn't have to pay for their busing. Newark secured their own buses for them so that that didn't come out of their check. And because there's no other way for these kids to ever get a job at Six Flags. And they were all primarily hired either in rides or foods. And that's so cool. However, I also was like, holy fuck, is it really $90,000 to get a bus service daily for like one summer? Because <laughs> Holy shit! (laughs) Seems like it would have been cheaper for them to like rent a shanty in the shanty town. They were. I mean, yeah, it probably would have been better to let them have the foreigner on-site locations. (laughs) It's like say at the park, right? You know, and they could probably you know meet their future wife or husband, just you know marry him for a green card. And (laughs) yeah, I mean, I I guess what was really going through my mind too is like, do we even think seventy-five kids made ninety thousand dollars that summer? Probably not. They, there was more for just getting them to the job than paying them on the job, you know? <laughs> so that's crazy. That was just a news thing that I brought up where I was like, holy fuck, that's nuts, man, <laughs> you know? Um, all right, let's jump over into uh, orientation training, boys. So when we're talking about new hires and we're talking about training, I think the first thing to kick off is orientation training, which – I, I I got hired at 15. I don't even remember what my orientation training was at all. Do you guys remember? And we're not talking about ride specific. We're talking about just you got hired at the park. Now you're getting your first training. Do you even remember yeah, what it was? Yeah, it was more like customer service focused, right? Like yes. It's just, you know, yeah. a generic. I know. sort of remember that a little bit. Little mission statement action, I think things like yeah. that. Um, although mission statements weren't weren't such a buzzword yeah. when I first started. Yeah. Once we they, made they go over all the rules, right? Yeah, all the right. wardrobe stuff. Yeah, you where everything is, you got a map happening. Yeah. yeah, we didn't have to go to those once we made supervisor, right? So that no, we did not, obviously. Um, and just so you know, this year's hiring logo is "Work Where You Play," which I think was last year's too. Which is actually a decent logo for them, I guess that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, they do say under their hiring banner, this is kind of cool. Their minimum age, which we talked about, is 14, which is crazy because wow. it was 15 back when I worked there. It's 14 wow. now. Um, but it does specifically note there's age restrictions on certain jobs. So that doesn't mean that you're going to be able to work rides at 14, just like we couldn't work rides at 14. You know? That's why foods is $15. Foods, that, I bet, is qualifies. Some of foods register, I bet, qualifies. Uh, probably. So, yeah. Probably. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and then here's a new thing they have there, which I thought was really cool and a little surprising. Under their hiring, under the benefit section, it says 
daily pay. Work today, get paid tomorrow. You could switch your paycheck to get paid daily. I wonder if they take a cut out of that. I don't know. But oh, yeah, a little percentage like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, kind of like the, the check cashing truck. Sure, and payday loans, baby. <laughs> I will gladly nice. pay you today for 1% of your paycheck. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll give you all of it, but you can owe me 20%, 20 big. <laughs> 20 big? <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool, but if they let's be honest, let, let's give them a benefit of the doubt. If they don't take any money and they just have it set up oh, as, yeah. a, as a payroll, you know, that would be nice. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. I mean, if yeah. I was 15, you told me I got paid daily. Holy it's shit, insane. I'd be the happiest person. Yeah, in the but world. when you see how much you're actually going to make for the day, you might not want to come back the next day, at least <laughs> yeah, when you get a whole week at a time. That is true. Yeah, that's like absolutely something. true. <laughs> although, although, if you're over 18 and you're doing Buku overtime, it's kind of cool to see that drop in daily. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although then it's probably ultimately kind of to your point, Andy, it's probably really disappointing when you go back to a regular shift. You're like, oh, that's all yeah. I got today. $25 today. I guess I could go to a movie, but not a 3D movie. Uh, <laughs> go by myself. I can't bring a date. <laughs> uh, it's great, man. Nice. Oh, shit. Um. All right, let's let's jump into some uh, some other stuff here. Um, all right, Andy, you had brought up something, and I couldn't remember it, so I figured I wouldn't even ask you. I'd wait until we were on here. What the fuck was hot training? Because I remember it, but I don't remember it. What that was, hot was training? that that year? I think the year I started, they called, it was hands on training. Oh they called God, it, but the it acronym they made was hot <laughs> training. You had to get hot signed training. up for hot training. That's what it was. You no, know, it changed every couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but that's what it was. I think in the beginning. I was laughing because I was like, fuck me. I don't remember what hot training was, but I remember hot training. I just do not goddamn remember it, you know? Like, I don't remember what it even stood for. So, yeah, so yeah. Because I think we changed it. Like, at one time, it was like four step training program, you know? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. I, don't, I, I it wasn't hot when, when, when I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. They did harassment. change like yearly. Like Andy said, they changed yearly. So. Yeah. And you'd have to do your, your initial annual training thing, your hot training or whatever it was called that year. Then you'd get come back and do your department training for probably like two days, remember? Right, right. And then we'd have to have the the big brainwashing rally. You know, those were all the mandatory things you had to go to before the season started. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well let, let's let's kick off with that. So so all right, let's say we got through our orientation training. So we already went through you you're learning the basics basically, right? Although I will say I did pull this from my my old resume, which had a lot of Six Flags information broke in because it's when I was going into the corporate world and I was trying to use that to transition. And there was a lot of stuff you could use from Six Flags to make yourself look really good on a resume if you had been there for a, a decent amount of time and done a lot of stuff. And for training specific, I actually had provide quality training for employees in safety, guest service, and company policies, which I was like, Damn, that was pretty good. I was like, that's accurate too. It's pretty much what we did. I was like, all right, exactly. look at that. I didn't fully lie on my resume. It actually no, had some no. accurate shit. You know, even embellishing. <laughs> hey, you can put lipstick on a pig. And I mean, you know, you hired me, bitch. So what are you talking about? <laughs> that's right. I didn't have a line in there. I fired more people than almost anybody else at the farm. I didn't take pride in that, but I took pride <laughs> in the fact that most of them didn't punch me in the face while I fired them. So yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, same, same here. Let yeah. me know a lot of people. I'm not 
proud of it, but they all went well. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. my motto always was, if you're sitting here and I'm firing you, you did something wrong. Yeah, exactly. This is not personal. I always started out, this is not personal. I have nothing yeah. to do personally wrong with you at all. I always started that out because it never was, you know? Right. It's not true, though. There were two people who were totally personal. I was happy <laughs> as fuck to fire their asses, but I'm not going to say who they were. There, were. there were two that I was pretty happy when I gave them the boot through that security gate. I'm not going to lie, all right? There were a there few were... malicious, uh, you know, uh, Hey, hey, some people are assholes and they need to go. Yeah, they were doing things deliberately (laughs) wrong. Yeah, to hurt other people. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the big kickoff for us, if we're going to focus on what we know the best as a mutual group, we know rides the best, obviously. So I think the big kickoff for us was probably train the trainer, right? At this time of the year, it would be we would bring in all of our old people and do the train the trainer session. So I'll pass it off to you guys. A month, maybe a little more before the park opened, mm-hmm. we'd have to bring in the people who were going to train all the employees. And that was my favorite because it was all the people you knew coming back. And most of it was just BSing because everybody already knew the rides they yep. were going to train on. I so. agree. It was your leads or your best black tags. Yeah. yeah, the people you knew that were actually going to test the to or or the people that never wanted to be in charge but knew the ride in and out like fucking fabulously yeah. and they could pass a trainer's test they could literally write the trainer's yeah. test so and it was mostly leads and assistant leads that were trainers but yeah it wasn't just you know yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely trainers. and the trainer's test wasn't you know exactly it wasn't like multiple choice you had to write all these essays it was essays. all these processes it was a, yeah of course and, and do you remember yeah. i want to say early on uh i, I want to say i think we got maybe a day at best to actually plan what we were going to talk about you know, I don't remember yeah. having like no, we did not. a large amount of time to come up with the agenda for what we were going to go over. A lot of it came from full time, but I even remember the first time I, I, um, I think I was doing one and was like involved as a soup. They were like, we want you to warm up the crowd and do like a welcoming thing. And it was like 10 minutes before we started. <laughs> that was in, I have news for you. That was in showcase theater, right in one fifty, And that was the first time that you went on my radar. Because before that, you were someone that everyone loved, but I never really interacted with you. And I was like, what's so fucking big about Palooza? Palooza, yeah, this motherfucker, he just sits there quietly over his side. He doesn't do shit. I don't know why the fuck everyone loves this guy. I have no idea. I never partied with you before that. Never really hung with you in the park. Just knew you as a stupid. Yeah, I just knew you as a stupid in another section. And then all of a sudden, you came in that year. And I remember, I, I, I just remember Billy introduced it, and then he brought you in, and you were like, yeah, everybody, yeah, everyone, hands up. And it was like you were, like, trying to pep the crowd up, and you were running back and forth like you were, like, it was almost like you were one of those televangelists. And I was like, where has this fucking guy been? I remember, I think I was sitting next to maybe you, Andy, but definitely Shag, because I remember looking at Ken Mount and going, what the fuck is this? He's like, that's Beluso. And I was like, holy shit, man. I remember, like, I was still the leader of Rapids. I remember watching you. I was like, who's that fool running? Yeah. <laughs> the other thought I had was, would it kill them to turn the damn heat on in this place? Because it was like March. It was, and yeah. they didn't freaking put the heat on. It was freezing in there. That's I don't know why Chris was running around. <laughs> 
<laughs> I got a little warmed up. But yeah, I could be exaggerating. I don't remember exactly, but I want to say it was like right before. There was like no warning whatsoever. It was just like, yeah, we want you to warm up the crowd. I was like, Dude, oh. I love that even more because you never said that. I never knew that. I yeah. just remember, I always remember, I literally right now in my head, like I said, I'm getting old and senile, but I have like a video in my head of you running around trying to get yeah. the crowd pumped and you it worked for the yeah. most part. I mean, you had a couple assholes like Scott that were like, boo. <laughs> but for the most part, the crowd was so into you. They were like, yeah. boo, so boo, so. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here, man? That was crazy. I remember Stephanie just kind of like laughing, like, what are you going to do, dude? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm surprised funny. they didn't put you in a Bugs Bunny suit or something. Oh, my God. They should have. That would have been the best shit ever. <laughs> and, and then a shout out to Gar. I think when I left rides uh garrett took that over and yeah. he came into the rocky music i think one time which he, I did. Love. <laughs> he did he totally did yeah i mean training trainers were fun times and like you said the best thing was that you you lost touch with a lot of people because back then there was no social media and shit so you, there was no texting so basically if you didn't call somebody and actively talk to them over the winter you don't know what the fuck happened to anybody like you lost touch with the except the people you're closest with and so very different time than now. I mean, kids now, they just fucking text each other, FaceTime, all that shit, you know? Back then, that was it. You said your goodbyes when the fall shut down, yes. and then you didn't see someone again to the next year. And by then, you know, we were in our formative, you know, growing years. So people would be sometimes very different, yeah. you know? They'd go out looking like Britney Spears and come back looking like a goth, you know? Oh, and you're yeah. like, what the yeah. fuck just yeah. happened to this person over the winter, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. so it was yeah. fun. Train the trainer was like where you kind of reacquainted with everybody. And, yep. you know, you, you, yeah, it was, it was, that, those were definitely, it was similar it was to like, like high school, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it was, I, I love training trainer. I thought it was, it was pretty fantastic. Um, and then, so let, let's talk about training. Training was pretty simple. If you're in rides, your training was basically, you had a you had an attendant checklist, an operator checklist. You had an attendant test, an operator test, and you had a trainer's test. <clears throat> the uh, the attendants were cake on purpose because you're not doing very much, and it's a pretty simple job almost on any ride you're at, except maybe like the free fall and shit. You still had a little bit of responsibility there, and you know coasters and stuff. You had to know what the fuck you were doing, but the tests were easy. Let's be honest, the attendant tests were never hard. I'm, I cannot believe I'm not remembering this, so I'm going to pass it to you guys. But I believe all the attendant tests were just purely multiple choice, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were all multiple choice. And it was things like, you know, where are the fire extinguishers? Exactly. Yeah. Those kinds of questions. And I believe the operator tests were 90% multiple choice. And then usually, depending on the ride, Ooh. they were, flat rides were pretty much also multiple choice for yeah. operators, I believe. But major rides would then have the essay section. And depending on what ride it was, depending on how badly the essay section was going to be, be affecting you, you know? Because I remember Rapids, we did not fuck around with that on an operator test. We'll fail a motherfucker in a heartbeat. Free fall, right. same thing. Coasters, same thing, right. you know? Um, and then the trainer's test. grade those tests and the trainer's test. Uh, and the hand, like, I don't know yeah. what the teachers must go through. I mean, like, the way people would write on these, you had no idea what half of them were even talking about. Do you also, <laughs> wait, wait, do you also remember... When when someone wanted to be, it a would trainer. be like start key ride button list. <laughs> like, what does this mean? 
Do you remember when someone wanted to be a trainer so fucking bad that you finally let them take the trainer's test and then you didn't grade it right away and they rode your ass every day? Like, yeah. when are you going to grade my test? I want to train. I want to train. It's like, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. And, <laughs> and it's so I mean, bad at you. I mix it up with the operator. At first, I was like, oh, there's a lot of essays. And I was like, no, I'm thinking of the trainer test and that was brutal like it, it was, was brutal. it was like almost all i think wasn't it all essays i can't it remember was all. yeah trainer yeah. test was yeah. always all essays yeah and like and andy said it's like, like it's you know. you know there is a correct answer but there there's a little leeway and some took a oh, lot some people leeway. would write stuff too it'd be like multiple sheets of paper was yep. like, oh, they yeah. really knew the ride those like, are the worst right? Right? you want to fail them just because of that <laughs> yeah Freaking, you know, make yeah. you read all Well, they didn't know the ride at all, and they would just write pages and pages of stuff like you would tell they were just trying to come up yeah, with Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, and it wasn't easy either. It was like, you know, tell us the whole opening process for the rapids, and you have to, like, go from start to finish every yeah, single yeah. thing or, like, that has to happen. like, how to do block happen. checks, all those things, yeah. 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 Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, free fall was brutal. Like that was just, <laughs> yeah. Like operating in manual and having to go, all, you know, all the detail that was involved. I and think grading free fall was very difficult as well. Grading free fall was a nightmare. Grading rapids was also pretty rough, but I think it's, yeah. it's, I think basically the rule of thumb, if, if for people that don't know is that if a ride had to be put into any type of manual mode and you had to know how to operate it in manual, then that ride was a little bit harder than any other ride around. And we took it a lot more seriously. So free fall and manual was no fucking joke. Rapids in full manual was no fucking joke. If you didn't know what you're doing, you're knocking people off the boats by bumping them and shit, or you're just going to fuck shit up, you know? Right, so right. yeah, it, it took a lot. There was a lot more to it than that. So it had to be, you had to be really strict about it. Um, I remember failing a lot of trainer tests. I remember failing a fuckload of operator tests. I, and and I also remember the hard, I only, this is the funny thing. I remember failing a lot of tests, but then working with the employees and getting them to retest, and then they eventually passed. I only remember three people that could not pass a fucking operator test to save their fucking life. And I'm not going to say their names. I'm not going to embarrass them, even though I, I haven't talked to those three people since those days back in the nineties, but there were three that I specifically remember that I worked with and were never going to be an operator. And all three, uh, well, that's not true. Two, I ended up moving it to BBL and they were perfect for BBL and they actually were cool with it. And one was not good for any ride at all. And it was a 160 person. And I, I actually put her in wardrobe and she was pissed. She was so fucking angry because she was like, I want to work rides. All my friends are in rides. And you can't say you're too stupid to work a ride. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You're too right. stupid. But to my credit, a month later, she told me, I literally was was giving my, my, my something in the wardrobe. And she told me, this is the best job I've ever had. I'm very happy you put me here. So I was kind of happy about that. And I don't, I don't remember who the hell the lady was in charge of wardrobe who I used to love. I, this is where I'm definitely old. I don't remember. I know you guys probably remember the wardrobe lady. There was an older woman in charge. I don't remember her name, but I definitely remember uh, yeah. a staple there. Yeah. Peaches. I don't think she was running. Not that. Peaches. Uh, there was an older woman with white hair that was running it at the time. Yeah. And she actually came up and said, we didn't think we were going to be able to keep her. And we took her as a favor, but she's actually one of our best people now. So that kind of made me feel good. But um, how many people do you guys remember, like, just simply being like, you can't be in rides? Yeah, well, well, there's the can't be in rides or you can't operate a major ride. You there's know, definitely there's... two categories there, for sure. Yeah. 
Right, right. I had a bunch a of people that were a little too smart to work in rides. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they got they you know they got a little too comfortable with how much they knew about the ride. Started causing breakdowns and. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, I kind of one or two of those. Yeah, hey, yeah, every yeah. high win uh, was a valid high wind, Peluso. Uh, okay, hey, uh, shut up. <laughs> they were using the uh, the gum scrapers to uh, trigger uh, uh, the proximity switches. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. To create uh, yeah. errors that nobody could figure out. Yeah, so the, they don't work. They didn't work at the park anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're very smart. There is definitely a lot of that going around. Um, Annie, what do you remember? Anything, especially since you, you were, I mean, you did 120 after I stayed in 160. You went back. So I'm sure I you mean, did our, a lot of shit. In our site, you know, if you couldn't operate a major ride, like you couldn't really work out. in the section. So, I mean, maybe. I mean, know, yeah, El Sombrero is all we had outside of that. So if you couldn't, you were out. Yeah. You know, Sorry, if you just couldn't pass the operator's test, but you were still seemed like a decent you know, person could handle a little responsibility. You know, we could put you in BBL if you wanted to do that, but that was really it. You know, it's funny. I didn't think about this, but when we were, you know, having our joking East versus West war, that probably subliminally is one of the reasons why I always valued West so much more than when I worked in the East though, is, is you just nailed it on the head. So I didn't even think about that because you had to be able to be an operator. You had to be able to operate a fucking ride. Like we're not going to just keep you on the hat. You're not going to be El Sombrero, for, and that's right. it. Like, and even then, most then, of the kids in the section, you know, you know really wanted to be operators on all the ride. It was yeah. kind of like, you know, a status thing. So that's true. You know, that's you why won. that section worked really well. I think just because everybody could move yeah. around so easily. Yeah, I will say I don't remember this as much in 140 or 160, and you guys can pipe up and say if you remember it in 140 or 150. But I will tell you in 120, it was a badge of courage when your fucking operator tag had every fucking thing checked off, oh, everything yeah, checked off, man. You know, and then there were some people that were trying to get the whole park, which was ridiculous because unless yes. you're a supervisor, you're not getting it. <laughs> but you know, there, there, I, I remember in 120, it was like. You know, if you saw someone that only had coaster and you had like coaster by trade log flip cables, you're like, hey, get out of here. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know no, not Ed, you know. <laughs> so. yeah. Now, I mean, to touch on the operators for flat rides, I mean, we had the trio. So, you know, we did yeah. have some that were mostly flat. And then I guess you could call it the duo of uh, shuttle and uh, centrifuge, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, they didn't, you know, we, there wasn't that much of a necessity. There was a huge necessity to have that Autobahn operator, you know, which is brutal, by the way, absolutely brutal uh, position to be in. Maybe not that difficult, but very tough. Um, but yeah, I would say movie wait, wait. town. And movie for those town. that don't know, your trio was Spinmeister Autobahn Music Express, right? Oh yeah, that was yeah. it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you'd take music and take Spinmeister any day of the week um, over Autobahn. Uh, that was yeah, break yeah, up those jams was a pain. Oh, the jams, the the complaints of the height requirement, I think, are the worst uh, yeah. aspect, and having to say turn your wheel three times. Um, a day. um, I had to turn Emmanuel Lewis away. Oh yeah. Emmanuel Lewis did make the high. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm 99 percent sure himself. I had to turn away Mr. Dinklage. At, oh, yes, Jersey native. The fucking who I hand! Love. How do you turn the hand away? What who is wrong I love with you? Death, and I and I felt terrible, and uh, was he was awesome about it too. He was like, "No, I understand," you know. And I vividly remember it because I felt terrible, and I'm like, "Holy shit." That was Peter Dinklage, you know, it wasn't at the time, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah, kind of crazy. 
Um, could be wrong, but I'm pretty friggin' sure that it was him. Um, he, was, he was eyeballing you going, someday I'm going to yeah. sick a dragon <laughs> on your ass. <laughs> trial by combat. <laughs> I demand a trial by combat. <laughs> oh, my God. It's funny as shit. Nice. Um, you know, one of the things that I saw online, and, and this kind of cracked me up, because, I mean, this is a standard for any corporate job, so we all deal with this, but people were kind of, like, surprised by this. But they forbid – um, as part of being an employee at Six Flags, they forbid posting on social media anything negative. And there, and I saw like there were some people in a couple of like the Facebook groups and then some online forums where people were like complaining about like, well, what I do on my own time is my own thing. And all I'm thinking is like, that's a sign of maturity and you're way too young to understand the corporate world. Because in my job, if I posted something and it was anything negative about my company, I'm gone. I'm gone. Instantly. Yeah, but I think like, that's a lot to ask of a bunch of, you know, 15, 16-year-old kids not to post on social media. Well, it's life. funny, though, because think about it, though. Like, at this day and age with TikTok and shit, do you want someone that's, like, working? Let's – let's. we know it's not there, but let's say you got a chick that's working this spinmeister every <laughs> fucking day, which sucks, okay? In the middle of the hot sun, it's one of the worst jobs. I remember almost passing out covering that damn thing a couple of times, you know, for like six hour shifts and whatnot. Why don't you get a nice breeze off of it? When it yeah. When it's away. running, but not when you're fucking like working it, you know, <laughs> but can you imagine they're miserable? So every day they just go on TikTok and talk about like, and then someone fucking threw up and it came out and hit me in the face. I fucking hate everything about this job, but I'll be back tomorrow. And every day they do a TikTok video, which, you know, a lot of people try to do. That's got to be bad. <laughs> you can't have that. You can't let that go. Like, I get the policy. Like, because everybody wants to be a fucking Twitch star now and make money, everyone you know? So, everybody. Yeah, everyone wants to be a reality star and do all that shit. So it kind of makes sense that they put the kibosh on the social media. But I was kind of also laughing about it because I was like, if you're in the corporate world, that's a standard. You can't talk shit. Like, you just, it's you're not allowed. It's going to be amazingly difficult just to keep kids like, off their cell phones all day. Well, I've seen that. Like, we'd have to deal with that either. While we're there, yeah. We've like, seen it already. You'd be catching kids operating and, and messing with yeah. their cell phones. Yeah, stuff, you know? we, we saw it at Rapids last year already. Like, like even when I went with my family, I saw a girl yeah. sitting at Station 1 that was like, hi! <laughs> yeah, I like, mean, yeah, I mean, you me. could literally, like, sit out, you know, and, like, shoot a spillway and just watch TV all day, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I'm really surprised that they don't have a no cell phone in the park rule. It doesn't. I mean, if you have a locker and you can lock it in a locker, I don't know why they don't just oh, make them. Because they them. wouldn't be able to hire anybody. They, nobody would work there. <laughs> yeah, they'd be writing people phone. up constantly for the. You know. Well, I mean, look, we were writing people up constantly for not wanting to wear a fucking hat, but eventually they had to. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not that hard once you establish a rule. I, I mean, I would think that it, between the transition of our time and the current time, somebody, when texting started becoming prevalent, and then you know camera phones became prevalent somebody would have been smart to be like we need to put a fucking rule in that they can't bring the shit in the park you I know it's, been that, it's like become a, we did pagers weren't allowed but that was i mean pagers were like it didn't really bother anyone though i mean honestly if they had one i didn't give a shit because what were they going to do run from station two to go call somebody like i didn't give a fuck 
And it was one of those things where it was a rule, but I didn't care about it because it didn't affect anything, you know? One of the things we had to watch for, though, we didn't have the cell phones, man, but we had to keep them off the regular phones. You know, you could uh, just be on that phone constantly. You know, I remember having those talks at times, you know, like, hey, oh, yeah. on the phone. every time I come up here on the phone and you're not talking about work. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times as a supervisor I'd, I'd sneak into the log flume station, pick up the thing, and the party line was going. I'd be like, yeah. what are you talking about? And you'd get dead <laughs> And I'd go, as long as you're not talking about me, I don't care. Just don't get caught by anybody else. Okay, bye. And I'd hang up. Because once, once you were there for a long time, you didn't give a shit. But when you were, like, new, you had to bust your balls, you know? So, right, right. But, yeah, kind of funny. Um, what, so, is there anything else you guys could think of you want to talk about about basic training, ride training, checklist training? I mean, we, we kind of went over a couple podcasts ago about how, like, checklisting for rides – Anyone could be checklisted for an attendant position, depending on the ride. You know, um, we didn't care. It was mostly a lot of grounds people. And sometimes you get emerge people. A lot of the people from the, the office would come in and help us and stuff. Um, obviously, there was no such thing as checklisting for operators, supposedly. Although once in a blue moon, there'd be someone where like you'd be a staffing problem. And you're like, uh, I'm grading your test right now as I'm standing next to you. <laughs> right. Verbal <laughs> test. Go. Exactly. Where are the fire extinguishers? You're standing there. Exactly. <laughs> a couple of those going on. Um, Am I remembering this correct? Like, were soups able to work, attend any ride without yeah. having to do the test and everything? So, to be a soup. Well, we have to take all the tests. Bingo. To be a yeah. To, to be, be a, a soup. Something like that. We were the only ones in the park that had to have a fully completed checklist. Our, 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 we had the badge and it had to be fully completed. No, I never took tests for. Well, because you yeah, I didn't are what every test now. You guys are what me and Andy consider the lower level supervisors. <laughs> <laughs> when well, we, it's kind of like you, what happened with every other policy there. You know, right. it went away. Yeah, it went away. You know why we may not have been able to do that, Chris? Because there used to be like a step between a. a lead and a supervisor were what was that step called? job was like specifically <laughs> to train people oh hey area trainer and you know what that would have been a pretty cool job it was it was awesome that was <laughs> the best job there about How good was it? It was like being a soup with no responsibility yes, and no radio. And you know, yeah. word on the street was that it was the best way to meet chicks in the whole place because I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when some of us were in line and we were right there and we busted our asses and we were sure we were going to get there next year, it went away. You know, the park always knew which people would always be riding in the back of the workroom truck. Okay, we're just going to leave it at that, all right, Scott? Hey, hey, Chris, you know what else I didn't do in my six weeks in the grounds? I didn't have to ride in the back of a picture. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, they just made you walk. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go into area trainer, although we are talking about training. But we'll, we'll, so we'll give it a very quick recap. There was a position for a short period of time, um, maybe three years. That was basically um, all you did was you were you were you were assigned your section, and you were responsible for all the cross training of your section. And it was actually pretty fantastic because yeah. when they had an area trainer, there was, I don't think there was ever a time when people were better cross-trained because you had a person whose job was to make sure that that happened. So as a supervisor, you were kind of covered because they would make sure that you had, you know, 10 people that could run everything, you know? So it was kind of cool. However, 
we voted on getting rid of it and we asked for it to get rid of because at one point it was a very valid position but by the end of the time that it was that that it was still a position nobody was using it for that anymore the area trainers were barely ever cross training properly basically what they were being used for was to staff fucking rides and they were being used to go to other rides and they were never given the freedom they were supposed to in the last year. So at that point, it wasn't being used as a valid position anymore. It was being used as a bullshit position that used to serve a purpose and was then just being used to help you with staffing. So at that point, we were like, then why the fuck do we have it? If we're going to basically, there was one season where we were, the soups were all doing the training. It was ridiculous. So if, if you're, we're going to do all the training, then why do we have an area trainer position anymore? It just doesn't make any sense. So Thus, it was eliminated, <laughs> rightly so at the time. Although I will say, it was fantastic when it ran perfectly. When it was actually doing what it was supposed to do, it was a sensational position. Um, what about soup training? I know we've gone into, like, in our first couple oh, of podcasts about soup training. Like, when you become a new soup? When you become a new soup. So, what about that? Was there any type of special thing that might happen to you? Did did maybe people watch you or get a sign to help you or maybe not so, help you? I don't know. For those people who may not know the ins and outs, you were, <laughs> when you were a new soup, there was this whole shadowing process. But there also was this informal kind of training that went on. It seemed like... The full-time soups, one of them would be your, you know, your champion, and one of them would make you their bitch. Definitely a good so, cop, bad cop thing happening for sure. At least it seemed that way. It's, you know, very apparent. <laughs> yeah. And I guess me and Chris got the same uh, two tag teamers because we were one season and the next season. But, yeah, it was. No, you just couldn't do anything right. I mean, she was the most cop. scary one. Nothing I would have right taken anybody cop. else other than her. Until after your first year then it was just like i was like i don't even know this person <laughs> this is a completely different person I, I was like in shock i couldn't believe it um because yeah you could well do i think like, that's because your second year was my first year yeah and that's <laughs> they could only focus on one person all so i got, I got plenty of focus <laughs> you drew the eye <laughs> yeah but, yeah, but uh, no, a... most of the time I remember for tra uh, for soup training was uh, being at Riptide, um, sitting up there getting sunburned. <laughs> I, I remember that more than anything else. I, I know I worked with John, and he he was a supervisor trainer at the time. I know I did some shadowing, but if you ask me what I did more of anything, I sat at Riptide. I was. I kept thinking I wasn't going to happen again. Like, yeah, we're going to get two tomorrow. <laughs> Come in, boom, need you to go to Riptide. So I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got sent to for, to babysit the Viper because that was its first season when it opened. So I was basically hanging out there, and I had the funniest customer experience of any time anything I've ever done at the park was where this guy came through and the Viper was built so that. People with wheelchairs could wait in the regular queue line like everybody else. But then everybody still wanted to go up the exit and cut the line if you were in a wheelchair. So this guy was complaining to the lead, and I won't say her name. But I came up, and I was like, oh, you know, what's going on? Can I help you? And he's like, oh. And I, was, and I couldn't um, help him out. So then we called the sectional soup. I think it was um, – the hell was – who was it? Hey, it's not important for a story. But he's like – Man, everything was cool to this guy, and this gremlin came up here. 
<laughs> and she, the girl, did kind of have. I looked. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. You're so wrong, dude. You're so wrong. Uh, I mean, she was on a cuter end, so maybe she was a mugwai and not a. <laughs> Oh, no. I, I never thought about that until that moment. And then I said it. Well, first I had to leave because I was laughing. But then I was like, wow, oh, you know, like, I can kind of see that. So. If someone knows that they're a gremlin, I'm fully expecting one less like on our Facebook page after this podcast. I was the say. Is or the Mogwai. However, yeah, definitely a less like. <laughs> I know this story and I know who the gremlin is. I'm not saying it, but I feel pretty bad right now. <laughs> it was oh, a very, boy. well, not for her, but it was pretty funny. Oh my God, that's hysterical. <laughs> um, I, yeah, while we're talking about training, we'd have to absolutely mention that we did have a fantastic training center. Um, I remember the training center being manned by um, Irene, Zoe, Debbie King, I think Karen, right? Yeah, Karen and Karen Fanning, right? Yeah, Karen. Was there anyone else that you guys remember manning the training center? Um, like full time, I mean, like permanently. At one time, didn't uh, Harry run it? I think. Harry, Barry, yeah, yeah, Barry Cohen, time, I believe he did. Oh, right? Barry Cohen, oh, Barry Cohen. Oh my God, Barry that's was right. one of the first. Suits. Remember, that's he, did right. he did the training center. That's right. Nice. Oh man, training center was awesome though. Um, uh let's see what else we got so all right so we talked a little bit about um ride training um chris you did foods what was food training like was there any like specific like was it was there a ton of stuff or was it like i barely remember or was it just on the job well i shit you not what i said in that first podcast i showed up and they were like go to yum yum because i was pool so and you just worked it Go and you learn on the job. Right? They sent me the yum yum I'd never seen. There were more buttons on that register than I have in my keyboard here. I could not believe it. Little tiny written in pen font of what everything was. And they were just like, here you go. <laughs> you know, you had to get your bank. I want to say that was the only training I think I can vaguely remember is like where to go to get your bank of money and whatnot and stuff like that. But very little because everything was different, you know, and you didn't know what you were going to be working on. But there was no, this is how we cook burgers. This is how we're registered. <laughs> there was none of that at all. It it's was like, show up. It's kind of funny because when I think of foods and I think of games, and I only, you know, I never had to go through the real, I, I went through like fast training in games because I got hired full time. They brought me in and they basically gave me one week of, we're going to walk you around every game and show you how every game works. You're right. going to learn them all in 10 minutes. Right. And then you're going to be working because right. you know how to supervise and that's what you're here for. So but from anyone I talked to, it seemed like in games, and Anna, you correct me, you guys both did games, so you did too. So you actually came in as a seasonal soup in games, so you might know better than me, although I think you only came in just for the flight simulator. But from my understanding, there was no training like rides, no checklist, no bullshit like that. You basically came in and you got hands-on training. Handling training. You had cash Yeah, else. you had cash training, which you had right. to have because you had to know right. – how to handle that. You got register training or a till training, but otherwise 
you just got training when you got dropped into the fucking food stand or the rides and you learned it as you did it. And then the next day, who the fuck knew where you're going to be the next day? You might be doing something else, but you got trained that day too. And eventually you'd be assigned to an area, but for reality. Yeah. You knew most of the things in your area. I mean, come on. I mean, it didn't take very long. All you had to do was learn the rules of that. Yeah. You know, for most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not I mean, to say, some like, you have to know how to operate some basic stuff, you know, like right. the um, yeah. The I always wonder though, thing and all that, you know. But you know, I always wonder if like Foods has like a train the trainer how to use the grill and the fryers, and they bring people in earlier. But I never heard of anything like that. It doesn't sound like they do. It sounds like yeah, they're just like they not about it. just gonna throw you on the fryer and you're gonna learn that shit. Yeah, like they had job aids posted usually, usually, you know, which was like a one sheet basically of how yeah. you do X, Y, and Z. Um, but yeah, the registers I always thought was the most challenging, you know, but again, like once you're able to, once you do a yum, yum, then you go to front gate soft server. It's like, Oh, this is nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, that's true. That makes sense. That makes you sense. know, it really depends on where you're being sent and whatnot. And then eventually even the, even being pool, I started to fall into similar places, you know, but yeah, that first day at yum, yum was traumatizing. That was, that was, that was absolutely awful. Um, but uh, yeah, no games, like no disrespect. It had its challenging challenges of doing it very well and right. making a lot of money and managing the people correctly, but no, that should be in the $15 you know, allotment, you know, merchandise in air conditioning, $15 allotment, uh, front gate, you know what I mean? Air conditioning, you know, um, yeah. they're, they're definitely, you know, they're uh, except, except maybe not guest relations, guest relations, oh, not guest relations. Should be, they should be the $25 category. Category. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they should get their own category. All right. Definitely. A by, the way, by the way, me and Scott were talking before we kicked off the podcast. You guys both got sent to work at the front gate at some point as a supervisor, right? That was part of your supervisor training also. You had to learn how to sell. You had to do a couple of days at guest relations. And this is why this motherfucker stuff. rode the back of the workroom truck all the time. He never worked the front gate as so a supervisor. Was, what, I thought, so How the was fuck was that possible? Because we did so, the year. We had the year where it was rides, grounds, and ad, and uh, front gate. Like, we're, we're, we were in charge of all three, and we had to work all three. So, I know! You know, that's... No. <laughs> so, the year that I got promoted to soup, was that year of rides and grounds? Yeah, I didn't even realize the front gate was a part of that. Oh yeah, but... that's where we met the the legend Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I I never got sent to the front gate even after. But when I got promoted that year, that was the year that like it was super hot. It never rained. Adventure Rivers was slammed the whole time, and I was the only person who got promoted that year. So it was. I mean, uh, what's her name? Pam over on the other side. Yeah, yeah. But she was a supervisor the year before, and she. Lost it when they ended the 120 project, but then they promoted her back. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, so I was the only one. So I guess, I don't know, maybe I just like fell through yeah. the cracks and they didn't. Front gate did fall off of the supervision as that supervision aspect. It rides and ground stayed for, I feel like the year. Yeah. I think the vision was that we were also going to supervise the gate too. And it was just like, yeah, this just isn't working. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Way. However, we still did. I remember selling and doing the whole thing. You know, we still were trained to do it and had to do it a, a few times. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I can't dude, believe oh, it. That's where we met them. Two legends. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe this motherfucker never had to work, never had to take tickets once, never. I mean, granted, I never had to sell very often. That was rare because generally they knew they were going to pull us back out real quick. So you just basically take tickets. But, you know, or or they would send so many of us up there, we'd be, we, you know, Sam was awesome, you know, and she would put us, 
to shadow the register person so we could yeah. sit in the air-conditioned booth until they yanked us back out because they were overloaded because all of a sudden all of us got sent up there. So right. but anyway, so I had to point that out because I was like, this mother, you know. <laughs> um, Barry Gould, Skippy, said that uh, Nelio also did the training center, which is probably not during my time, but I absolutely believe that's possible because right. that is a motherfucking jack-of-all-trades. Nelio, I think, yes, did everything. Is. So, yeah. Yes. Um. As we get close to, to wrapping this up, we're getting close to our time. Um, I will say one thing when we talk about training and ride training and all that is that Scott got brought specifically over into his last year into games. And all, if I remember right, all you were hired to do was be a supervisor of the Max Flight Simulator in the right stuff area. Correct? That and the the cash registers at the Sky Swing. Yep. Okay. Which that sucked. Because while the rides people were diddling around doing whatever they were doing, <laughs> making people complain, they all complained to me because I was the one who was. You were the money. I was like, "This sucks!" Like, <laughs> I, was like I, I don't want this job. You can take this job and shove it. Well, <laughs> well, so that so so one thing I will say, I I've said this on former podcasts. Um, for a couple of seasons during the winter, I worked with um. Kathy Diesner and we basically did all the rides manuals. We would update the manuals. We'd create the new rides manual. We'd create the, we'd update the checklist. We would rotate the tests out. So they weren't the same tests. So we'd move the questions around and change the answers a little bit. And we did the, the attendant checklist, the operator checklist. Uh, we did all three of the tests and we did any updates to the manuals and we created any of the new rides information that actually served me well in my last year in games because the max flight people had no fucking clue how to do any of that. So I actually stepped in and I created their manual for the max flight simulator and I created their checklist and I created their test. So being that Scott's last official duty in six flags was to supervise the simulator. I just happened to have the test here in front of me. I lasted like six all weeks. six weeks before he quit. I happen to have the test in front of me. And this is this is the easiest test in my opinion ever. So I picked a couple of the there's 29 questions on the operator's test, and I just picked nine of the 29 just yeah. to see if Scott can I remember. Did take that test. Okay. Oh, I know. Well, you as a supervisor, you should have been grading this test. So clearly you know this inside and out. So uh, here's a couple easy ones. Huh? Scott, Max huh? Flight Simulator, 1997. Who is authorized to reopen a ride after a breakdown or a shutdown? A game supervisor, a mechanical rep, an electronics rep, none of the above. Oh, man, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems like a trick question because it would be a ride supervisor, but that's not the truth for games because they were a bunch of idiots. Um, <laughs> I'm, none of the above. A game supervisor. Why how could you not translate that? Why could you not translate that? I thought it was a trick question. Jesus Christ. That was All a right. trick question. All right. This might actually come across in his little mind as a trick question. When a simulator shut breaks down, who do you call? Fire emergency, number five. Ops emergency, number six. Maintenance office, 2700. Games control twenty five twenty five. I guess it would be games control. Ah, he got one right. I actually oh, thought this knucklehead would pick ops emergency. I really did. I really did. 
All right, you got one out of two so far. All right. All right. I'm not passing yet. All right. This is so simple. What's the normal flight time for the simulators? Four minutes, six minutes, ten minutes, four and a half minutes. Oh, shit. I was going to say five minutes. Um, <laughs> I'll give you a hint. I'll give you an easy hint. They want people on and off as fast as possible. Four minutes. There you go. Okay. <laughs> that was an easy one. <laughs> this one translates into all the tests in the entire park. Who has the authority to close the simulator for a valid safety reason? Any employee. Yep. You got yes. it. Yep. Yep. There you go. I didn't even have to go through them. All right. I think I'm passing now. This one might be tough, though. The definition of hourly capacity for the game's max flight simulator is the actual amount of money the simulators can make when full the capacity in a given hour or the actual number of times a flight termination is hit in a given hour or the actual number of guests the simulators can handle in a given hour or none of the above. I mean, uh, I, I'm going to go with C, the uh, guests it can handle. In a it is. Hour. It works out just like games. It's not about the money. But I feared you might pick the money. Because <laughs> yeah. from a game's perspective, I might have picked the money, to be honest with you. How much can we make? That's all we give a shit about, you know? Mm -hmm. um, if you don't know this one, I'm just kicking you in the nuts right now. The <laughs> daily maintenance sign-off sheet must be signed by... A game supervisor, a mechanic, and electrician. A game supervisor, electrician, and electronics representative. <laughs> a game supervisor, mechanic, and electronics representative. A game supervisor, mechanic, and max flight representative. He has no fucking easy. idea. He has no idea. I'm going to go with A, but that's not as easy as you not an electrician. If you remember, the flight simulator had to have an electronics representative. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, uh, clearly. <laughs> no, no. Not electric. A, a would have been um, suit mechanic electrician. It actually had to have the electronics guy. Uh, here's another that was one. That a tough if, one because most rides are A. So. I know. I, 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 that was my trick one. That was on yeah, purpose. That was a good trick one. Um, test rides may be taken with the game supervisor's permission as part of the training process. By the operator with the game supervisor's position during slow times to attract customers before any guests may ride at the beginning of the day or all the above. All the above. Yeah. yeah. That's an easy one. All right. Last, last ones. Ready? Ooh, it's tough. All right. <laughs> what must the simulator operator look for on the operator monitor prior to starting a flight? That the guest's weight has registered? That their proper time limit time limit has been set, that their proper game has been registered, or all of the above. I think it well, it does make sense that they proper time. I'm trying to think if that was like a something that we could adjust. I'd go with all of the above. It was. You can adjust the time on that. And you can adjust the game. It had different games in it too, which we we were only allowed to use the one, but they had other ones because they were gonna expand. Oh. Um Here's here's my last one. This is this is the easiest one for us, but it's gonna be he's not gonna get it. <laughs> What's the height restriction of the simulator? 42 inches unless accompanied by parent or adult, 44 inches, 42 inches. There's no height restriction. I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't have got this. Andy, would you I don't get remember this? any of these things? I, I wouldn't have got this here. This is uh, a total trick one. That the simulator would go up and you could like go upside down, and there was like a seatbelt and stuff. 
Uh, it had a shoulder artist inside, didn't it? It did. I guess no height restriction. No, it was 42 inches flat. You had to be uh, 42 or you couldn't wear it. Which is kind of surprising that we didn't just be like, 42 or accompanied by a parent. Give us some money. But you know, Gary, you know. I would have let Peter Dinklage ride. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen more people hurt on that thing in my entire career there than yeah, any of That is true. That, was, that guy hated me. I crushed his coaster. <laughs> no, so I said somebody break their leg on that thing. Yep. Yeah. That was the dumbest ride. Like, whoever designed that thing was a total idiot because, I mean, I never saw anything where there was like a two button start sequence and the second button being like start, but you had to push the first button first. Yeah. Otherwise when it went up, it wouldn't like stabilize and the tail would drop and crash on the ground. Oh yeah. So, yeah. But there was like, no like interlock to make sure that like yeah. you couldn't push two unless you did or, one. Yeah. Why not just make the start button do both? Hey. Right. Right. Yeah. And then the, operate, the operator of the coaster had the ability of crushing it and compacting it. Yeah. Like yeah. not manual, not in anything. Right, could do right. It. So basically, one was a start button, one was a self-destruct button. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And he was like, "No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't." So I did it for him. He was so mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he told me to do it. I love it. I love it. All right, believe it or not, gentlemen, we out of time. <laughs> we're, we're out of time, man. So I'm going to say thanks to everyone who listens to us babble about our time at Six Flags on Facebook Live and on the audio podcast we put up afterwards. We love to hear from you all. Please keep the good stories and feedback coming. And as always, I am Steve Hicks, and my co-hosts are Scott Loudon, Chris Peluso, Andy O'Leary. All right. Goodbye, folks. As always, make it a great day. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye. See you, Barry. Good to see you back, Bye, Skippy. Barry. Bye.